Amen. Let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to Luke chapter number 10, uh, Luke chapter number 10, and uh, just adjust this down a little bit, uh, a little bit of ringing up here. And again, bear with us as we uh, do that. We'll have to also make some changes, some monitors and the piano uh, over on this side uh, a little bit later uh, and, uh, and things. Luke chapter number 10, uh, this last week, uh, in fact, Brother uh, Rudolph and I were at a church planning conference uh, in, over in Yakima. Uh, and uh, being over there, uh, get to talk to a, a lot of missionaries and church planners. And, uh, and it's, uh, um, I love doing that because I like hearing what's going on uh, in their lives and uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, right? You know, I, I want to hear about uh, how God's blessing. Uh, I also want to hear uh, about, you got to bring the gain down a little bit. Uh, somebody jump up in there uh, and, uh, and we'll bring that down. Uh, and so how God's blessing, uh, but a lot of missionaries, church planners, uh, they're struggling. Uh, they're struggling with, uh, with uh, a lot of different things. Uh, the field uh, where they're in, uh, they're also struggling uh, financially. Uh, and, and so uh, Brother Rudolph and I, we've had, we've had discussions and conversations about uh, just uh, church planting. Uh, having been out here in Washington and, uh, and being... Uh, raising support. Uh, when we first got here, we raised support. So uh, I know what it's like uh, to go to uh, a mailbox praying uh, that there'll be an envelope there uh, with money in it. Uh, I mean, I've been there. I mean, I, uh, I know what it's like to, uh, to, to live by faith to that extent uh, and, and how um, uh, it is, uh, it's, uh, it's difficulty. Uh, to, uh, it's difficult uh, many times, especially when you have children. And, and Brother Rudolph, tonight when you're preaching, if you tell, uh, if you have liberty, maybe some more about your family and uh, the older three kids and, uh, and just kind of uh, all that's involved uh, there. Uh, and, uh, but he had said a couple of things to me during, uh, during the past few days. Uh, some missionaries and church planters have said some things as well and, uh, and heard some preaching. I want to draw some things from this text. Uh, if anything, I just want to help Brother Rudolph. All right. Uh, so if I can help Brother Rudolph, uh, and uh, and you all are helped uh, at the same time. Uh, that would be a blessing. Uh, and and so that's my prayer uh, today. Let's all stand if you're able to to go to Luke chapter number ten, and uh, we'll read the first two verses, and then we'll pray. Uh, but then we're going to jump up a little bit uh, into the previous chapter and just point out a couple of things uh, here from these verses. And uh, Luke chapter number ten and verse number one, the Bible says, after these things, uh, after these things are the things we just read about. Uh, in the, the previous chapter. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face unto every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is uh, great, but the laborers are few. Uh, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into uh, his harvest. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message. Lord, speak to our hearts, please. Uh, in Jesus' name, uh, amen. You may be seated. Uh, one of the, uh, through the month uh, of October and into November, I'll be uh, saying a lot uh, when it's my turn to preach uh, about missions, uh, faith promise giving, uh, our philosophy as a church and how we want to, uh, to love on missionaries and church planters. And, uh, and uh, we, uh, there are people, and I hope it's not any of you, uh, but there are people who think, um, you know, uh, it's a little too much. Uh, or it's a little overboard or whatever. 
Uh, and, and I just don't think that way when it comes to uh, what we might do for, uh, for God's people. And uh, uh, because I know uh, many times they come through here, and, and God help us. Like we had people uh, over at, even at the missions conference, who were pl- they were staying in places. I mentioned the Penixes. The Penixes were here and they stayed here. And they weren't complaining, but they showed me where they were staying uh, because off the, on the heels of being here, and then they were in a classroom uh, in air mattresses, and it was dirty, and there was no uh, place to shower, et cetera. Uh, and uh, and a, lot of, a lot of times people think, well, um, you know, where they're, where they're ministering, they're used to that. Uh, so, so they're not going to have a problem, and they normally don't have a problem. But it's really not our job, uh, you know, to train them uh, and put them in conditions. There've been, there've been. I've heard stories of missionaries uh, who show up to beautifully landscaped uh, house, four thousand, five thousand square foot house, just beautiful brick, beautiful construction. They walk into the house thinking, man, this is going to be great. Uh, get to stay in a nice, clean place uh, uh, this time. Uh, to only be walked through the house. Uh, out the sliding glass door on the other side of the kitchen to stay in a tent uh, that that family had set up in their backyard. Now, those stories enrage me uh, when I hear them. Uh, and uh, and it, should bother, it should bother you uh, when, uh, when those stories are communicated to you. Uh, but this is one of the things that, uh, that church planters and missionaries say about coming out. Our philosophy is they don't come here asking for money. They come here to present an opportunity to co-labor with them, to partner with them in ministry. And, uh, and uh, there is um, uh, a context in here in these verses that lay out really what God expects as He separates. Uh, and we find that in the book of Acts, and he sent, God sent out two by two, and we have that pattern here uh, where He sent out um, uh, 70 uh, by twos. If you read it in the book of Matthew in chapter number 10, uh, he did that with his disciples, the same instructions. This is another instance where he's sending out 70. We don't know who they are. Uh, the Bible says and other 70. Uh, but these were probably just like the disciples, uh, men who were fishermen uh, and you know tax collectors or whatever, people who were gainfully employed at that time, uh, who God had called and separated and sent out. The Bible says that he appointed them. Uh, and if we read back just a little bit uh, for sake of, uh, uh, of introduction, uh, and we won't, we won't read, let's just read verse number 62 of chapter number 9 uh, in the book of Luke. The Bible says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He was just talking about uh, the call uh, and, uh, and their response to the call. And how people would have this excuse or that, let me go do this, let me bury the dead, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, we just heard preaching on that not too long ago. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but we just heard that. And it says, no man that puts his hand to the plow uh, is uh, in having, um, no man having put his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, there's no way to soft soap that verse. When God calls us and sends us, when we look back, uh, when we're not cross-bearing, when we're not uh, hating father, mother, and sister, and brother, the, the, the phrase in the Bible, loving God more than self, etc., cetera, uh, and, uh, and we look back like Lot's wife, the Bible says we're not fit. Now, we know uh, we're, not, we're not fit to be saved. Uh, we don't deserve heaven. Uh, but when God's grace is bestowed upon us and there's a van- vanity that's involved to where uh, we shrug off uh, our call and, and our separation and our whatever uh, to serve mammon and not God, uh, and we look back or return back, like the Bible says a dog returns to its own vomit. 
um, that it, we're not fit uh, for the kingdom of God. Uh, and, uh, but there's some, some things in here uh, that he continues. So he says, after these things. So here we have he's, he's, Jesus' teaching, and, and it's basically taught, if, if, if you're called, uh, you don't look back. You don't go back, you don't look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God if you do, if you do that. And it says, after these things, in verse number 1 of chapter number 10, the Lord appointed other 70 also. We don't know their names. Uh, other 70 probably had uh, jobs and other types of things. They've just, uh, they've, they've committed themselves to the service of God and they've decided uh, we're not going to look back. And so the Lord separates them and appoints them. And then the Bible says uh, that he sent them two and two before his face unto every city and place. And so God appoints uh, and then he sends uh, to every city and place. And, uh, and, and here's perhaps a take on it. Like sometimes if I was to, uh, you know, um, what's the, when you, is it salutation in a letter? Uh, and uh, at the end, you know, you're going to sign your name. Um, sometimes I'll put this, I'll put in Christ's stead. And then I'll sign my name. I'm an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and there's a certain truth to all of that. Uh, but the Bible really teaches, you see, the Lord's coming back. There's going to be the second coming of Christ, and there's a part of, uh, of ministry. I'm not, I'm not as much his, you know, in his stead as I am preparing the way. Uh, I, I am preaching the gospel, and, and uh, I'm trying to win people to Christ, but the Lord's coming back, and that's what I'll tell people. The Lord's coming back. You've got to decide. Choose ye this day whom you'll serve. Everything from salvation to the service of God to our life and how we live it, uh, all of it's hinged on the fact that the Lord could come back in a moment. The trump could sound. The Lord could come back. Uh, and, uh, and the rapture and all the stuff that we talked about, all that could take place. There's an urgency that's there. And so uh, he sent them two uh, and two before his face unto every city and place. But the Bible says before his face. And here's what he was doing. Jesus was appointing, the Lord was appointing, and then sending to every city and place. And then notice what it says. And I've got this underlined in my Bible, whither he himself would come. So they were going uh, and, uh, and, and preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, and people responding one way or the responding another. But one of the things, and I just I said this on uh, uh, on the internet this morning as I was studying. Uh, I just said when you go as a missionary goes and a church planner goes, it's tough. You hear people say the church isn't growing uh, like I, I like I'd like to see it grow, or uh, or there's this problem that difficulty, or uh, just don't know if uh, if God's in this thing. Uh, but here's the thing: if God uh, uh, if he sees fit, he appoints and he sends you to a city. Uh, the Bible says, whither he himself would come. If Jesus sends you, he's going to show up. And there, and, uh, and, but we just got to be patient. We've got to wait. God's going to do something. Why? Here's what we'll say. We, we say this, but we don't believe it. Where God guides, he what? He provides. You know, where God guides, he provides. And we usually say that in response to being broke or whatever. Uh, somebody's talking to us and how are you doing? Uh, we're not doing very good, but where God guides, he provides. And we don't even believe it. But the Bible says that's the case. So where he, whithersoever Jesus was going to go, he sent people ahead. Uh, that's why I said I've got much people in that city. Uh, and, uh, and, and don't worry about this. And there's some instruction about some things here uh, in a moment. She says, therefore, uh, so we know he's appointed and he's sent. He says, therefore, verse number two, said he unto them, 
The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. I've already touched on we need laborers, not loiters. Uh, we, need, uh, we need people who are serving, uh, laborers, not spectators. And we're praying. Here's the thing. When this was penned under inspiration uh, of God, uh, uh, the world was a lot smaller than what it is now. There are nearly 8 billion people on this earth. And when this was penned and the challenge was given that the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few, uh, there's a whole lot less people. Uh, so logic would, would dictate uh, that we draw the conclusion uh, that, the, that the harvest is truly greater and there are even fewer laborers. Churches are closing, people are coming off the field uh, and uh, missionaries, uh, and, and it seems like the need is greater, but there are less people to go. I was so under conviction the other day. Uh, somebody said, hey, how long have you been in Washington? And I said, well, coming up on 18 years pretty soon. And here's what they said to me. Uh, they said, how many people have you sent out? And, uh, and uh, you know, we sent Bible college students and this or that. Like, how many, how many, how many missionaries sent out of your church? Or uh, how, many, how many people have you sent out? And I, and I just, I had nothing. I had nothing. There's no way that I could respond to that. Uh, and, uh, again, I know God gives increase. God does all things. But that bothered me. Uh, there should be more people uh, in Berean Baptist Church uh, that God is appointing and calling and sending and going. And, by the way, um, it, 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 it's, it doesn't have to be teenagers and young people. It's anybody. Uh, there was probably not a whole lot of teenagers in that bunch, that 70 uh, that was sending out. So we pray. And it's not right for us to pray that God will send forth laborers in the harvest if we're not willing to, uh, to uh, labor ourselves. Uh, and, uh, and that's important. So he says, uh, pray. Uh, he says to them, I'm sending you. Uh, I've called you and sent you. Uh, I'm going to come. Don't look back. Uh, if you do, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, and uh, pray, uh, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, we can talk about seed time and harvest. Harvest is the, uh, you know, that's a difficult time. That's hard work. Uh, getting out there and harvesting uh, what God had done. But he, but he tells them some things here. You look at verse number three. He says, go your ways, behold. Uh, and uh, why don't you, that, that, that word I... I, I've got that circled uh, in my Bible. Go your ways, behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Then notice what it says. Carry neither purse, nor script, nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. Won't spend a lot of time on that, but, uh, but oriental customs, uh, 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 as you saluted someone, as you greeted someone, there's all kinds of rules. Right uh, here, we have like, hey, how are you doing? You shake hands, you talk, or whatever. Uh, and uh, but there, in Oriental culture, there's a lot more uh, involved, a lot more obligation, uh, a lot more, you know, listening uh, uh, involvement. They would sit in the gates of cities and they would commune with one another, and we know all that. So, so when he says here, uh, just a way to, to to simply understand it, to salute no man by the way. Uh, is what he's basically telling them is that courtesy is not to interfere with your duty. Uh, now, we can get into uh, the balance between having grace speech and, uh, and uh, our, our, grace, uh, our speech being seasoned with salt, etc., uh, and, uh, and speaking things that edify and build up to the fact that, hey, uh, the Lord's coming back and we've got a job to do, uh, and, uh, and, there's, and there's courtesy uh, should never interfere with duty. Uh, so he says, salute no, salute no man, 
uh, by the way, and into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things as they give, for the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house, and into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as ye are set before you, and heal their sick uh, that are therein, and ye shall stand in the kingdom of God. Uh, it's nice. So he says, you need to go. Don't look back. Now, here, uh, these are people who more than likely had uh, families uh, in jobs, etc. They've decided, I'm not going to look back. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I am dedicated. I'm going to go. And then the Lord says to them, all right, uh, just don't bring anything. Don't, don't, bring, don't, bring, don't bring money. Uh, don't bring extra clothes. Uh, and, uh, and you just go out there, and there are going to be people in this city, uh, and you would go, and they would take, remember, there's, there's no Motel 6s and, uh, and whatever. No one's leaving the light on for you. Uh, this was people went to people's homes. And, uh, and so they would go, and, and, uh, and then uh, uh, we'll get into it in a second. Uh, they, if they were hospitable, God would bless. If they weren't, they're supposed to uh, dust their feet off. And they were going to prepare the way of the Lord. Now, uh, these men, uh, as they went, they were to have, you know, there's an expectation there. And there's an expectation. Uh, here's the expectation that, that people, a lot of time preachers have. Uh, for, uh, for missionaries, those who are being sent out. We believe sending out two by two is important, and it's important for a number, a number of uh, reasons. Uh, one is, is that uh, when you go out two by two, you have help uh, in judgment, uh, and you make fewer mistakes. So, so people go out in, in twos. We see more of that today. I'm thankful for that, uh, as maybe two families go to an area uh, to, uh, to start a church or to serve God on a, on a field. Uh, and uh, uh, two by two is great because uh, they, can, they can aid one another in difficulty. Uh, they can uh, stir one another uh, when, when they're tempted with idleness uh, and, and tempted with indifference. Um, there were so many times uh, for me uh, as I was here early on uh, that I like, what am I doing here? You know, Lord, why did you send me? And, uh, and, and probably like, I don't even know how many months it was. We had a big day. We pushed for, uh, tried to break some attendance, and it didn't work out. Uh, long story short, I've, uh, and, and immediately people began to call and say, hey, why don't you come on staff here? Why don't you do this or whatever? And I said to my wife, I said, uh, maybe, uh, maybe it's the Lord's will that we, we go somewhere else. Here's what she said uh, in a nutshell. She said, well, I thought it was the Lord's will for us to come here. And, uh, and she was right. Holy Spirit again. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, straightening me out. And she was right. It was the Lord's will. But, uh, but what would have been great and what was helpful to me is like uh, some preacher driving down uh, I-5 and they just say, hey, I just want to give you a call. I've been praying for you. Because there wasn't anybody there uh, when, you became, when you got indifferent. I remember Brother Stinnett, he says, hey, he goes, what are you, what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to go soul winning if it's not raining. And he goes, well, if you don't go soul winning... You know, uh, uh, it, you know, unless it's sunny out, you're never going to go. I needed stuff like that uh, for people to encourage, to, uh, to make sure the indifference didn't, uh, you know, swoop in, to comfort one another in times of trial. But you see, there's, you know, um, is there another family that went with you to start that church? No. So when we look at partnering uh, in ministry, there's an aspect to this. Now, he's my brother, and he's, uh, if, if we support him, 
Uh, we, we partner, we co-labor in all of that. I'm not over him. He's not subservient to me. Uh, he's not reporting to me what he's doing. It's just I want a piece, uh, and our church wants a piece of what they're doing. It's fruit to our account. But even though he's not there two by two, it's a way that there's, you can encourage and, uh, and help and talk and counsel. Uh, and uh, and, and I'm, not, uh, I'm not so much concerned about what people are doing with the money that we send them. Uh, because once we send it, um, I, don't, I don't care uh, if, if we start supporting uh, Brother Rudolph uh, and we send him $100 a month. I don't care if he, when he gets that $100 a month uh, that he buys uh, a Starbucks gift card with it. I don't care because, because once we send it, um, you know, uh, are you following me? It's just if we love somebody, we do that, we're partnered with. Uh, I want to know how he is and how's his family doing, uh, you know, how are your kids, uh, you know, are you all right? Uh, it's just what are you thinking, what are you preaching on, uh, how are things going? Not because I'm like trying to catch him up on, uh, on whatever. Uh, it's just that there's that concern uh, that is there. Uh, so they went two by two in that. But this was a dangerous calling. Uh, they were entering these, these people, these other 70, the disciples, uh, uh, missionaries, church planters, entering into uh, enemy territory. Uh, the Bible says uh, you're going to be a lamb among wolves. That's what it says. A lamb among wolves. Uh, they were going to be uh, required to have discipline uh, and faith and uh, uh, trust God uh, and uh, for their food and for their homes. Now, here's the, here's the thing, and maybe this will help uh, Brother Rudolph or help any other uh, person who uh, would be in uh, church planting mode. Uh, when God appoints us and sends us, He promises presence. He promises He's going to come. Uh, he's going to be a part of it. Uh, he says, go, uh, go your ways. Behold, I send you forth. Here's the thing. I labor, and so do church planters, about, okay, is this the Lord's will? Uh, and uh, Because I want to be right smack dab in the middle of the Lord's will. Is it God's will uh, for Brother Rudolph to be in Lima? Is it God's will uh, for Brother Reno to be in, uh, in Puyallup, for this missionary in that place? Uh, and uh, because there's some promises that are here, uh, but uh, those promises are attached to the fact of whether you're appointed and sent by the I that we read about in verse number three. Uh, go your ways, behold, I send you forth uh, among wolves. So he says, you shouldn't have any fear concerning your personal safety because I'm sending you. You don't have to worry about what men would do. Uh, you can preach the God with boldness. I, if you weren't here in Sunday school, he was giving some examples about uh, passing out tracts and stuff, just boldness. I was watching, uh, we, we support Brother Burton Gates, uh, church planner to Philly, uh, and there's a video of him the other day uh, on the internet. What he, here's what he does. He's, uh, as he's getting off the airplane, so he's, he set his phone down uh, and, uh, and he, he stands up uh, and he's getting his bags and the whole airplane's there. Uh, and he says, hey, he says, I'd just like to let everybody know that I love the Lord Jesus Christ. And 17 years ago, he, uh, he found me and he saved me and changed me. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and on and on, he said, God will change you and he'll if you just give your life to Jesus and he'll do something with your life. And then you have a few people, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, a couple of people. But there was probably a whole lot of people in that plane going, whatever. You know, not knowing. You know what it's like. Uh, when you stand up in an airplane and, and everybody's kind of like, nobody wants to talk and it's awkward and it's weird. And then, and then somebody that says, hey, can I have your attention? You're like, oh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> but you know why, you know why he, he's like that way? 
because the Lord sent him. He says, I'm going to send, I'm going to send you as, as, as uh, a lambs among wolves. He, has the, uh, he should have no anxiety whatsoever about uh, how his message is going to be received. There's a message in here about whether it is or not. And, uh, and, uh, and I'll make a, a, an application quickly at the end. But he shouldn't have any anxieties, these people uh, or Brother Rudolph or whomever, any anxieties about, uh, about or any regard to the material and the physical side of everything. G- Jesus said, I'm going to send you. I'm, I'm going to follow behind you. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place you here. Don't take anything. Uh, and, uh, and here's what, I've, what I despised about church planting and uh, what's been communicated to me. I, don't like, I, don't, I felt like I went to places and begged. I'm going to go a place and beg. Now, here's part of it, because God, God calls a man uh, and their family to serve God. Uh, they quit their jobs. They do whatever, like we did. We quit uh, the job that we had, and we moved out here under-supported uh, and not knowing you know, if we're going to be able to pay our bills. And so I'd go out on a Sunday uh, uh, night or Wednesday evening or whatever, and I'd go to churches and say, please, would you please uh, consider supporting us? Why? Because I had babies and, and, and et cetera, and I felt like I was going around begging. And, uh, but here's the deal. When God sent, where God guides, he provides. We believe that. And, uh, and there's a part of this calling and this appointing and a privilege, the fact uh, that we can carry no purse, uh, uh, nor script, nor shoes. And, uh, and, and we go and we enter in and we are at the, uh, the basically, basically at the mercy and grace and faith of the places where you go. And, um, and because God, that's just how God does it. So as much as I didn't want to present it, there was a part of me that had to, at some point, I had to either get used to uh, or embrace the fact that God was going to use people to help me, that God was going to uh, uh, prick their hearts uh, and that they would give and that they would support. And all kinds of people did that, and I'm so grateful for it. Uh, but, but I had to make sure um, you know, that I, that I God, uh, sent me, that he sent me forth, that he appointed me and sent me uh, to illustrate. Like, I'm going to be going to uh, uh, South Korea, and I wanted to go up to the China-North Korea border. Uh, and uh, when that opportunity was presented to me, I was like, yes, let's do it. Scary, uh, et cetera. But you know why I want to do that? Because I want to be, be able to tell people, guess what I did? I went up there and stuck my toes in the water in North Korea. I want to do that. And, uh, and here's another thing I say. If, if it's the Lord's will, if you're in the Lord's will, you're in the safest place you can be. See, it's the Lord's will uh, for Brother McBriar to sneak Bibles uh, across borders and all this different stuff, the things that they're doing. That's God's will for him. But, but I'm not sure it's God's will for me. Are you following me? So, so I say, well, if you're in the center of God's will, it's going to be a safe place. If I'm over there and I'm serving God, nothing's going to happen to me. And if it does, it's the will of God or whatever. Uh, but I've got to make sure uh, that I've been appointed to do that. And because I was not sure of it, I said, no, nah, I can't come. Right? Uh, because because there's, a, there's a promise that is associated with or comes with the fact uh, of being sent. It's like, uh, it's like Elijah when, when God said, I want you to go uh, to this river uh, and a, a raven's uh, feed you there. Or to this widow and she's going to sustain you there. 
when you're not at the there uh, in your life, uh, the promise of, of, of provision and everything else, uh, some of the, it, might not, it might not be there. And so he says, all right, so if, 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 brother, if God's called Brother Rudolph to Lima, uh, Ohio, uh, or, uh, or this missionary or that, all the ones to the places we're at, here's what I say. They're going to go whether we give them one red cent or not because God's called them. We decide that we're going to partner with them uh, and uh, et, 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 et cetera. That's all, that's all good. But I just want to make sure, that's what I listen to, is, is, does, do they, are they confident that God is right where God wants them to be? Are they in the there for their life? Because, because if you go uh, in, with that authority, uh, not concerned about these things, God will bless and, and, and God is going to provide. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and that is, and should be a great comfort to any church planter, any missionary. But as a church, and we won't do that because we're running out of time, but we'll go, if you were to go into Philippians chapter number four and elsewhere, where we'll be at uh, in this month about, uh, about the ministering to the, uh, the fellowship of the ministering to the saints and, uh, and doing things for missionaries and loving on them and, and et cetera, when we, it's important. And we're going to make that connection. But if you read further down in Luke chapter number 10 or back in Matthew uh, chapter number 10, uh, it says you're going to go and some people are going to receive you. Uh, and uh, he said, some people are not. So some people are going to bring you into their homes and love you and feed you. Uh, and other people are not going to do that. When they don't, you just brush, you know, you brush the dust off. If you just heard a preacher at the conference talking about a soul winner that would do that. And people get scared, like on the, on the reservation. Uh, and uh, he just like, oh, I'm just brushing the feet off. And they thought they're, you know, he's cursing them. And they're, no, come back, come back and finish. Uh, and whatever. And uh, in, in a way, it is a curse. But... Have uh, you ever heard, you ever heard uh, when people um, talk about the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah that uh, they would say their sin was a sin of inhospitality? Uh, where they get that from in many respects are verses like this. If you read down, uh, the Bible says in verse number 12, But I say unto you that it, it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. So if these, if these uh, two by twos and they go into a city and, uh, and preaching, you know, uh, the kingdom of God is at hand and people rejected that and run them out of town, uh, the Bible says the judgment for that city is going to be worse than it is for the city of Sodom. Uh, and uh, and uh, same thing with the city of Chorazin uh, and woe unto thee Bethsaida and Tyre and Sidon. Uh, these cities that God, uh, many of them, he is fire and brimstone and whatever, uh, it was because they did not, they did not help and, and they were inhospitable. That's not exactly the whole reason why God destroyed them. Uh, but, there's, but there's a part of, uh, uh, of the message today that I want you to get uh, is that we can, we can look at sodomy uh, and all of that and we've, we've got all of our opinions. Uh, and, uh, and, but the fact of the matter is when, when we're not hospitable, uh, when we're not uh, trying to be a blessing, when we won't help, uh, men and women of God, et cetera, et cetera. Um, God, God looks at that same, he says, your judgment's going to be worse than their judgment. Are you with me? That's what he says. So it's important for us as a church. So, so it's, it's, it's Brother uh, uh, Rudolph's responsibility uh, to avoid 
uh, avarice and, uh, and luxury and worldly anxiety because we read about that in this passage of Scripture. Don't worry about that. Don't take a purse. Don't take extra shoes. Uh, uh, worldly pleasures and worldly things, you don't worry about all that. And we focus on that. If missionary, I, I've known missionaries who have to park their car uh, on the edge of town and then and, and walk in because churches are judge them because of the kind of car they drive. Their car's too nice. Uh, uh, I've, I've heard preachers, we're not going to support them because their presentation uh, wasn't sharp enough. I've heard, I've heard them say, we're not going to support them because their presentation was too sharp. Uh, I, you know, so they, won't, they won't support missionaries because the computer they have or the suit that they wear. Are you following me? Amen. We're really, really good uh, at pointing out what the two-by-two two and what the missionary and what their role is and what they're not supposed to be concerned about. And we can, and we can cast judgment lickety-split. Um, but we don't take a hard look at the fact uh, of how inhospitable we might be as we don't receive them, as we don't bless them, as we don't, as we don't provide uh, for those needs. Every time a missionary comes through here that's scheduled or whatever, uh, I want to love on them. And the, re- and the reason being is because, because that is a sign uh, of, uh, of obedience to God and a heart for what, uh, loving what God loves and, and for people. Because these are people uh, who, who have, uh, in all re- have followed the Lord, decided not to look back, and they've given up everything in many respects. And said, we don't look at it like a sacrifice. But if you, but if you think about it for a minute, when somebody, when they, you know, they're making uh, uh, money and they've got a pension and they've got whatever, uh, and they sell everything they have to go to, go to some city, uh, whether it's here or abroad, uh, to preach the gospel, and they're, they're by faith. That's what the people ask. People ask us, what are you, you, you going to move your kids all the way across the country, take them away from family and whatever? People don't understand that stuff. And uh, so, so, so they have processed, they say, God's called me, and, uh, and he's sending me, uh, and so I'm going to go, and I'm going to obey the Lord, and I'm going to live by faith, uh, and, and, and they, do, they do that, and they do their part. But what God needs in cities, if I make this analogy, are houses in places that will bring them in and feed them and clothe them, right? They don't bring purse. Uh, they don't bring shoes. Well, uh, you know, if a missionary needs a pair of shoes, we might just get them a pair of shoes. You know, let's say, busted out of the feet of them and preach the gospel, right? Uh, whatever it is. So uh, I want to encourage Brother Rudolph as, as he goes into place and, and he's presenting a ministry and get behind us or whatever because he's got, you know, he's a man. He's got blood flowing through his veins. And to stand up in front of people uh, week after week and say, would you please help us? That's tough. That's tough, That's tough for, especially for somebody uh, who, who has uh, um, uh, just stepped out by faith. Um, and you, under, you understand it to a certain degree when somebody does something for you and it's hard, it's difficult, and you can't repay them. And you, gotta, you, you just got to be okay with it because that's God's plan. And so you just do the best, and then you hope, you just hope, uh, that there are going to be churches like Berean Baptist Church along the way who've thought about it and, uh, and who, who will try to be uh, and, and, and to partner and, and, and to take a part. Uh, so, so I don't want Brother Rudolph 
to think for one second uh, that he's at Berean Baptist Church begging for money. Because he ain't. Uh, and uh, and I, don't want, I don't want you to ever in your spirit roll your eyes and sigh uh, and think, oh great, another missionary. Because that should, never, that should never be a thought in your mind ever. It should always be great, another missionary. What can I do? How can I help? Do you need anything? I, I, I love it when people come up to me after church missionaries, church planners. Hey, I just want to let you know that somebody came up to me and, uh, and gave me a bunch of money. And, and they do that because, because there's preachers that are out there that when they find out that somebody gave them money, won't give them a love offering or think that they're crooked or some kind of thing. So they got to come out with, with, uh, with uh, uh, full-on transparency and say, uh, somebody came by uh, and, uh, and gave me some money. I don't, I don't care who it was. I don't care how much, how much it is. If the Holy Spirit of God nudges you to do that, then you obey the Lord and you do it. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm blessed uh, when I hear those stories. Well, how, how much do they give you? Well, they gave you 500 so I could subtract and, uh, and whatever. And, no. Uh, and that should be our spirit. What can we do? I don't care if 25 people uh, in our church go up uh, and buy them a, a, a suit of clothes or uh, go take, their, uh, take the missionary's wife out and, and, and get them a dress or, uh, or buy their kids ice cream cones or whatever. I love it. Love it. Because these are people. And again, they say, we, have, we haven't sacrificed at all. It's not a sacrifice to us. And, we, and that's, that's the PC thing to say. Uh, and, uh, but, but there's been some sacrifice along the way. Uh, and, uh, and they're at places, and, and many of them not two by two, and they don't have that uh, somebody there to encourage them or whatever. So they need churches to partner with them and encourage them uh, because they, they've, they've, they've left home uh, and they've gone someplace with no money, no extra stuff or whatever. Uh, we just sent money down to a church planner in L.A. To, to buy all their kids' clothes. They got a bunch of kids. And, uh, and, and Why? Um, I just think it's the, the, it should be, in, in many regards, almost the natural outpouring of churches to provide for the things that they've set aside uh, in, in their pursuit of people uh, as God's appointed them. Because that's what the Lord does. You just, you're just faithful in church and minding your own business, uh, and then you're at the missions conference, and the Holy Spirit of God says, you, you're going. Well, I work at Boeing. I've got, I've got only a couple of years to my retirement. What do you mean, me? And then they just, they just, they sign up. They send, selling their houses and their kids, and uh, and in many of them, uh, I'm going to go see Brother Neil over here in uh, uh, in, in in South Korea, uh, and he just spent a bunch of his. What did I say something wrong? Oh, Boeing. All right, if you're if you work at Boeing, uh, God's sending you to Kenya. What did I say? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to go to South Korea on November the 4th, I believe what it is. And I'm going to be with a, with a, a man over there uh, who set up a servicemen center for, for military people. And he bought the furniture with his retirement money. And there's a part of me that's like, why didn't you wait for me to come? Because we would have bought some of that stuff. In fact, we might even reimburse him for some of it. Why? Because that's what people are called of God do. No purses and shoes and whatever. We're just going to go. And, uh, and, and, by, and, and how God does it, because, because you just don't, you don't I, didn't, I didn't walk out to the mailbox and money just magically appeared in the mailbox. 
some Christian in a church somewhere gave the Faith Promise missions and then that church sent it out. And they were faithful and they, and they did all that. God has done money grow on trees kind of stuff. It, it, it's, here's, you go, you leave it all behind and you follow me. Don't take anything, whatever, no script. If you read Matthew, you do all that and I'm going to take care of you. Okay, I'm going to go. And then, and then, and then you have, you'll have churches that just treat them like you know, they're second-class citizens or whatever. And, uh, and it's just uh, it's a terrible thing. So don't ever think about it. It's like, oh, great, every Sunday, this month, we're going to have a missionary. And God's going to be pulling on my heartstrings every week. Uh, and so I'm not even going to bring my wallet to church. I'm just going to leave my wallet in the car. Uh, and uh, don't do it. Bring it in. Because God might, you know, open up your, open up your wallet and turn to page 50. Uh, you pull that $50 bill and you put it in there and do all that. And I want, I want, I want people to go up to these missionaries, church planners, say, how are you doing? What are you, do you need anything? And, uh, and God just might prompt you, you know, to help them. And by the way, God blesses you uh, when you do that. And uh, we'll say more about all that. Um, but I've heard several times this week, Pastor, I just hate going around begging. In, in, in pastors and churches, have created that, that, that feeling. Because they, they won't answer the phone, you know, whatever. They just avoid people, whatever. And, uh, and I just don't want that to ever be our testimony. So I'm going to ask you to pray today for Brother uh, Rudolph and his family, for the missionaries that come. But I'd like for you to begin just like, God, what do you want me to do? And God might say, you go to wherever. And, uh, and if he does, that'd be, the most, that'd be the biggest blessing of your life. Uh, to go. Um, but if he doesn't send you, uh, you got to reach your mission field here. And, 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 and by the way, we just can't throw money at missionaries and, you know, and somehow abdicate you know, God's call in our life uh, to do things ourselves. Pray ye therefore uh, that God will send forth laborers into his harvest, but we've got to be laboring ourselves. We're out of time. Let's all stand and uh, we're going to pray. Uh, and uh, I'd like to ask you to pray uh, for uh, the church planter and for his field in reaching black America. Uh, we'll pray that God would, uh, would lead our church in supporting uh, that ministry uh, endeavor and partnering, partnering with him. Uh, as we pray for him and his wife and his, his dear children, uh, that we have a heart for them and a, a love for them that's genuine, uh, that we'd always be a place uh, that God would use uh, to support and help people. Uh, many who have left most of everything to serve God in some strange place or uh, some country or whatever. And, uh, and so God help us to be uh, that kind of, but, but we can't be that kind of church if you're not that kind of person. Uh, and so that begins with you. God help me to have a love uh, for church planters and for missionaries. Uh, and, and Lord, take me. If you want to use me, use me. I hope that's your prayer today. As the panel begins to play, the invitation is open. Let's pray uh, for this month. Let's pray for Brother Rudolph. Uh, let's pray for our own hearts and spirit. Uh, you begin praying now, God, do you want me to increase my faith uh, in, uh, this year? Uh, and uh, as you ask God to lead and direct you that way, um, help, help God uh, to give you a heart for uh, those who are part of the fellowship, uh, uh, the ministering to the saints. Help us to love people. Help us to uh, to bless them uh, because that's how that's the plan of God that's how God does it sends them says leave everything behind uh, I'm going to take care of you I sent you I got you 
but at the same time, he uses us. By the way, he's going to reach the world with the gospel, but he's going to use us to reach the, the world.